Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God our Father and from our, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Today for our gospel text, we have another good example, or should I say maybe a bad example, depending on the way you see it, of the ways that people can engage with Jesus. The Pharisees come, just to give a little context here, they come to Jesus when they find out that he had silenced the Sadducees. Now, if you don't know who these two groups are, it might help to clarify these things, right? The Sadducees are uh, those, sometimes they're characterized as being, I don't know, more conservative in some ways, but that doesn't really make a whole lot of sense because they're conservative, quote-unquote, because they only take into account uh, the the Pentateuch as far as the authoritative scriptures. So they'll say, well, the prophets, we're not quite sure about them. I mean, they're important, but as as far as it being from God himself, I'm, I'm not quite sure, right? So in that sense, if you only have the first five books of the Bible, you might have a hard time understanding the resurrection of the dead. And that was what defined the Sadducees, at least in Matthew's gospel, that they denied the resurrection of the dead on the last day. And so they come to Jesus and they ask him this just ridiculous question, saying, teacher, if there is a resurrection, let's say that there's a woman who gets married and then she doesn't have any children and and so her husband dies and he has seven brothers and so on and so forth. Each one of them dies without providing an heir. And so she goes and marries all seven of them after each one dies in succession. In the resurrection, whose wife will she be? What a, wow. I mean, they're trying really hard at that point in time, right? And Jesus says that, uh, well, (laughs) he says, uh, let me see. You are mistaken, not knowing the scriptures nor the power of God. For in the resurrection, they neither marry nor are given in marriage, but are like the angels of God in heaven. But concerning the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what was spoken to you by God, saying, I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob? God is not the God of the dead, but of the living. Right? He used their own authoritative scriptures against them. Right? He didn't have to pull from the prophets. He didn't have to pull from Job. He used what they would consider authoritative and say, you're mistaken. You don't really know what you're talking about. You've drawn a conclusion that it honestly is unfaithful, right? So that's the Sadducees. The Pharisees, on the other hand, are ones who take into account all kinds of the books. You know, they they take in the law and the prophets and certain traditions as well. They use their traditions to interpret the Bible, which is not, it's not terrible, but it is terrible when you allow those traditions to take your eyes off of the grace of God and make it all about what it is that you do to merit God's grace. And that is what they did. They were well-versed in the Bible. They were well-versed. I mean, if you were to, to say maybe a parallel for today, I don't know. I think the Sadducees, maybe you could make an argument that they're more like, as far as Christians go, they're more like mainline Christians, I guess, you know, mainline, uh, 
I've, not to point too many fingers, but Episcopalians, Presbyterians, ELCA, whatever, the, the mainline folks who say, we're going to pick and choose what we want to say is authoritative. Now, the Pharisees are more like the LCMS, sorry to say. <laughs> That's probably what you weren't expecting to hear today, right? They're more like us. They're conservative. They take the Bible seriously, the law and the prophets, and we adhere to certain traditions that help us understand the word of God, and that's not a bad thing so long as we don't go too far and say that God's grace is merited by us, right? So in some ways, we might have to say, who's more like being a Pharisee than us, right? So when you, say, when you see that, maybe you see this a little bit differently when the Pharisees come to Jesus and they say, to test him, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law, right? And to be charitable, which I don't think the Pharisees get enough charity sometimes, to be charitable, I think the Pharisees are trying to discern correctly, right? They're trying to find out if Jesus is who he says that he is. They're trying to be, um, they're, they're, they're trying to be wise in whether or not this man who claims to be the son of God really is the son of God. I mean, we have it within our text, right? In um, John's epistles, test the spirits, right? Now, they might have more in their minds than just this, but that's me being charitable as saying, they're trying to find out, are you one of us? We saw that you silenced them and you did a great job. Are you one of us though? So Jesus answers their question, which is a better question than the one the Sadducees asked, right? At least they're trying to stick with the commandments and what it is that is the greatest one, right? And so he says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the great and first commandment and a second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Now, it's very interesting. We don't quite know exactly what their point is beyond testing Jesus. We don't know if this is like the uh, lawyer who came to Jesus asking, and who is my neighbor, right? To which we hear the great parable of the prodigal son. We don't know if they want to get into this back and forth. They might, but before they can even get there, Jesus asks them a question. And he says, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? And they said to him, the son of David, you know, it's like catechism class. Like, you know, it's, it's like, who is Jesus? And it's like, well, he's God's son, you know, duh. It's a simple question, right? Simple answer. And they give a right answer. But Jesus tests them even further, as a good teacher does, right? It's like, it's like me, if I were to teach catechism and say, you know, um, what, what commandment, uh, what what commandment are you breaking if you desire something that belongs to somebody else? And, you know, the right answer is both, you know, either the ninth, the tenth commandment, or the first commandment. So if a kid says, well, the first commandment, you shall have no other gods, you're putting something before God. It's like, yeah, okay, let's go a little bit deeper than that. Because that's true, but let's go a little bit deeper, right? We have the ninth and the tenth commandment for a reason, so let's talk about it. So Jesus, in, in the essence of him asking further, says, you're right, but how is it then that David in the spirit calls him Lord, saying, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. 
If then David calls him Lord, how is he his son? And this is where it all falls apart. This is where the Pharisees really disappoint because no one was able to answer him a word. And that's not the bad part. The bad part is, nor from that day did anyone dare to ask him any more questions. They couldn't handle it. They could not handle the test. And I wonder how much that is like us sometimes. And when I say us, I do mean me included. How often are we tempted sometimes to really not even have these discussions, right? How often do we find ourselves flattening out the law? And what I mean by flattening out the law is that we may say to ourselves or to somebody else, if somebody asks you, is homosexuality a sin? Yeah. But then almost immediately we have this knee jerk to say, but all sins are counted equal in the eyes of God. That's true. But that should not keep us from talking more about that specific sin. Since it is plaguing our world and our country and even our churches so heavily, let us not just stop there and say, well, all sins are counted equal. Let's just let's not talk about that one. Same with abortion. Same with transgenderism. I mean, people, and people want to say, you know, well, that's a little uncomfortable. I don't really want to talk about that. We've gone for so long having the rule, maybe at family dinners, that, well, there's two things we don't talk about. Well, you all know what those things are, right? We don't talk about religion and we don't talk about politics. We'll set politics aside for a second because our religion informs everything in our life, including our politics. That shouldn't take the first seat. Religion takes the cake, y'all. So if that's the case, what's wrong with having these discussions? Because at least the Pharisees and the Sadducees are asking the questions. They're at least coming to God and saying, I don't know the answer, please tell me. How often do we just sit back and say, well, I don't know, and, you know, I'm busy, I got other things to do, what does it matter? Maybe that's a bit uncharitable, but maybe that's the internal thought for a lot of us. I know I'm tempted with it. I'm tempted with the thought to say, you know, I, I'm just so busy. <laughs> I don't have time to read the Bible. Ooh, if your pastor's saying that, how much trouble do you have doing it? But... If there's anything we can gain from this, we should be having these discussions. It is a good thing to talk about God. In fact, that's what theology means. God talk, basically. We shouldn't be afraid of theology. We shouldn't be afraid of talking about God. In fact, I'm actually really surprised that our Old Testament text is from Deuteronomy chapter 10 because you'd think it would be from Deuteronomy chapter 6, which I'll actually read for you right now. It's wonderful. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength. And these words which I command you today shall be in your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house, when you walk by the way, 
when you lie down and when you rise up. You shall bind them as a sign on your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. You shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. The word of God should be a part of your life, day in, day out, moment to moment. And how often do we fail? How often do we fail? I mean, you may even say to yourself, Pastor, that's really tough. I, I, I kind of have a hard time, truth be told, with even doing daily devotions in the morning. It's hard. Well, thanks be to God that you're trying. Thanks be to God that you're asking the questions. Thanks be to God that you're endeavoring to dive deeper into God's word. And yet we know that it's not good enough because we have to rely on God's grace. We can take all our time in the world trying to answer the question and diving into what's the greatest commandment and why is it the greatest commandment and what makes it the greatest commandment and how can I keep the greatest commandment? So we have to have a good balance there. Let us ask the questions. Let us dive deep. Let us say, how am I supposed to live now that I'm a Christian? What does it mean to be a Christian, especially in a world like ours, plagued with certain things? How can I talk to somebody who has a different idea or belief about homosexuality, transgenderism, abortion, these things like that? How can I entreat them according to the love of God? These are good things to ask. But lest we get too far like the Pharisees do in wondering how to make it happen, how to keep the Sabbath by making all these other laws to keep the Sabbath, we need to stop and follow Jesus' example and ask ourselves, what do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? He is the son of David, but how is it that he is the son of David and also the son of God? but only by God's grace. How far can we dive into the grace of God? How far can we dive into his mercies for us, poured out for us by his own flesh and blood on the cross? How far can we go? And the answer is we can go farther. We can go farther by God's grace to plumb the depths, not only of God's law, of his perfect will, of, his li of the perfect life that he wishes for us. But we can go further in plumbing the depths of the perfect life that was lived actually, truly in Christ for you, for me, for all who trust in him. The more we ask, the more we seek, the more we knock, the more he answers according to his word and says what we need to know. So all that might be to say, hope to see you in Bible study someday. <laughs> I hope to see you more often in church. I hope to see you in conversations. I hope to see you talking about these things. I hope to see you out in this world talking about Christ and the love that he has for you, the will that he has for you, the new will that you have now in Christ, that you would bind on your hands and on your foreheads, you would bind on your houses and talk about when you rise and when you go down to sleep. I pray 
that you would ponder the fact of Christ, the love of Christ, the will of God for your life, so that when you're asked these questions, you know, the Holy Spirit does talk to us when we read God's word. We are prompted by saying, how can that be? How is it that this is so? Which is faith that seeks understanding. Don't get me wrong. So that when we are asked, if David calls him Lord, how is he his son? How can we even begin to think about the depths of the mystery of the incarnation? God himself becoming flesh? Let us not be as the Pharisees. and Don't ask any more questions. Let us seek. Let us pray. And let us trust in him all the more. Because it's one thing to not answer correctly, but it's another thing to not ask. So may the grace of God be with you in your walk, with him, with Christ, that he would help you to ask and to hear what he has to say through his word. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen. Amen.